Hey everyone, my name is Mackenzie and welcome to my yoga mat. I'm a college student, a group fitness instructor, and overall just a girl who loves all things fitness. Thanks so much for joining me here on my podcast where I'm going to talk about all things fitness related, sometimes with friends, maybe even just by myself and whatever I'm learning as a part of my fitness journey. Hello everyone, welcome to the first series on the podcast called So You Want to Be a Group Fitness Instructor. As you've heard on probably many episodes coming up to this one, I love all things group fitness. Teaching group fitness classes is what got me into wanting to go into a fitness career myself. Going to fitness classes is what sparked that and I want to be here for you guys wherever you are in that journey. So if you're interested at all in what it might be like to becoming an instructor, how you can even do that, and what it all involves, and just like, you know, cost, time, all of the things, you are in the right place. In this series, we are going to talk all about these things going from my personal story to how i started to teach what i would recommend for starting to teach what are fitness certifications what kind of certifications are needed to do what you want to do all of those things and more we are going to be talking about in these series so definitely stay tuned for what is about to come in today's episode Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode where we're talking all about the essential elements to group fitness classes. I'm so excited to get to share this episode with all of you. This is episode number two in our group fitness instructor series that we have this summer talking all about what it's like to be a group fitness instructor, how to get started, and just all of the things. So, Getting into today's episode, the reason why I wanted to talk to all of you guys about the essential elements of group fitness classes is because one, I guess, talking about this of why I might be qualified to talk about this is, I guess, one, the obvious, I'm a group fitness instructor, but two, I actually have learned so much since I got my group fitness certification, since I stepped into the position of program manager at basically my college job. And uh, working with UREC at my university. And I'm so blessed to have the opportunity to work there while I'm in college and just to get the experience I am. And I'm just so beyond grateful for all that I've learned through there, too. Honestly, being in that position has helped me not only grow so much as an instructor, but it's also helped me grow so much into. I think seeing what is important in classes. And so part of the way that I've learned this is not only by the amazing people that I have above me that have taught me all these things, but also I'm so grateful for the experience that I've gotten to actually learn how to evaluate group fitness classes. So one thing that we do throughout the semester is we evaluate the current instructors that we have. And we have a little rubric that we follow And basically, we look at all of the things from music choice to staying on beat to cueing to the warm-up to the cool-down to the exercises that you were doing, the way you explained them. Honestly, from start to finish and even sometimes before start and finish, like did you interact with people before coming into the room? 
did you set up the equipment correctly? Like, did you set up like the sound speaker, all that stuff, like that kind of thing? Um, did you get there early or did you just show up at the exact time that your class started? Did your class start on time? Did it end on time? So it's a little bit more than just the class itself. But honestly, I've learned so much from being able to do that because it's taught me a lot of what the standard that I should hold myself to of the classes that I teach and kind of thinking through things from the perspective of someone coming into a class for the first time and kind of what that experience might be for the person that's coming in the first time and what we can do as instructors to make that experience the best as we possibly can. And so just because I've been able to learn all of those things, I always try to before we have evaluations to kind of remind people of some of the things that we're looking for because obviously I want them to score as best as they can because like doesn't everyone want to score well on those kinds of things and so just trying to remind all of our instructors of what we're looking for and that's kind of why I wanted to give you guys this resource because I feel like when I first started teaching for the first time I will say I was set up very well I was taught very well this is not to say that anyone did anything wrong or that I did anything wrong in starting but I just feel like in general when you start as a group fitness instructor at least I know that I didn't have these things told to me as I when I started so I wanted to make sure that I made this resource to share with all of you so that way you know the things that you need to put in your group fitness classes and what is important to look for as an instructor because there's a lot that we're doing in leading a class you're not only doing the workout with everyone you have to be one step ahead of everyone you have to be thinking about the next thing and so in this podcast today I want to talk with you about all of those things from start to finish of your class of the essential elements of a group fitness class All right, so let's jump right into it and start with the things before your class. And so number one, I already mentioned it, arriving early. So it's really important to arrive early for your class. Honestly, you should be the first person that's showing up for your class because if people start showing up without the instructor, they're going to kind of be like, where's the instructor? Like, I feel like they should be prepared, setting up ahead of time for all of the participants coming in, like you want to be on time and there early. Like imagine like if kids were showing up to school in the morning and their teacher wasn't there, like that looks kind of bad. And so the same thing with people getting there before the instructor, you want to be the first one there. You want to have the room set up and ready to go when people are walking in because a big thing too. So I would say 15 to 20 minutes before your class, you want to get there. And if you have some sort of specialty class where you have to set up a lot of equipment, if it's like a boot camp style class, or maybe it's like a step class where you have to set up all the steps or anything like that, that you need to set up a lot for, you're going to want to get there even earlier. But the thing is, you don't want to be setting up your class while all of the people are arriving. You want to be set up before they got there because you want to use that time when people are walking in to interact with the participants that are coming into your class. So you want to, if you can, go up to every single person and just acknowledge them and talk to them at least once throughout the time that they're in there. Even if it's not all at the beginning, just acknowledging them at the end because people love being noticed. And so if they are like, wow, that instructor was really nice and that instructor really noticed me, sometimes it's just the experience that people get interacting with you that might make them come back to your class. And so it's really important to make sure that one, you're getting there early to set up before 
but two, so that way you can interact with all of the people as they're coming in. So that's really, really important. And honestly, is one of the like ways that can like make or break if someone's going to come back in the future. Because honestly, someone doesn't have to see the whole class to know if they're coming back. They'll know pretty quickly. And so keeping that in mind that you want to carry yourself in a way that you are showing that you are like caring for all the people coming in and not just kind of getting everything set up, just doing what you have to do to move on. So yeah, in general, well, you want to make sure that you arrive early and also that you are welcoming people as they come in. Because like I said, the beginning of that class is really, really important for building that community and having people feel like they have a space where they feel welcome. Because honestly, exercise is the kind of thing with people, it can make a lot of people feel really insecure. Because if you're coming to a group fitness class, you might not know what you want to do in a workout. And so you're going for that guidance for someone to help you, but you don't want to go for that guidance and have someone judging you or kind of acting like you're dumb because you don't know. Like they want someone who's welcoming and will teach them what to do. And so if you're giving off the presence as you're starting to teach class that you like kind of expect them to know everything or expect everyone to kind of be like your regulars or anything like that, they're going to, people are going to pick up on that. So next for beginning the class, it's really important also that you are, we, we always tell our instructors that you're dressed in your proper attire. So all places that you teach at are different. Not all places have an instructor shirt for you to wear. If you do have an instructor shirt, definitely at least wear it at the beginning of the class. You don't have to teach in it. You don't have to wear it after, but people need to know who the instructor is when they walk in the room. So either make sure that you're wearing something that shows that you are the instructor or carry yourself like you are the instructor. Maybe maybe wearing that something is just wearing your microphone. If you have the microphone on, people are going to know that you're the instructor. Just making sure that you are at the front of the class, that you, you're very obviously the person that's the instructor that's there to help people. Like, make it obvious because it's the worst thing when people walk into a class and then they're like, where's the instructor? Are they even here? And then you're like, oh, I'm here. And then just over your setting stuff up. So just make sure that you're wearing your proper attire, either physically or the way that you're carrying yourself because that's really important. And then also it's really important to make sure that you check all of your equipment. So that goes for your speaker, that goes for your microphone, that goes for all of your Basically, anything that you might be using technology related, check all of that before class starts because it's the worst thing when you start class and you're like, oh, hold up, guys, the mic isn't even working. And you were definitely standing around for 10 minutes talking with people. It's understandable when you're not talking with people, when you're like fixing technical difficulties. Obviously, this is if you don't have any of those things, making sure that you're talking with people. But sometimes you things just get in the way and you just have to deal with them as they come up. But test everything before because another big factor of why you need to test everything before is because you want to start class on time if someone's showing up for a 45 minute class they were going to want a 45 minute class they're not going to want you starting five minutes late and then they're only getting a 40 minute class well then they're like my time was kind of wasted at the beginning and kind of things like that like you want to make sure that you are starting on time to give everyone basically what they signed up for. And especially if it's only a 30 minute class, you're already not working that long anyway. So you want to make sure that every minute counts. 
also make sure at the beginning, you want to make sure that you're introducing yourself to everyone. So even if it is kind of known that you're the instructor, that you're walking around, you're helping people set up their bike, if it's a cycle class or whatever it is, which that's another thing, help people set up their equipment. If they walk into a new format that they've never done before, they might not know that for a bar class that you might need a yoga mat because not all bar classes might use a yoga mat or also they might have never taken bars. So they have no idea what they need. So that's why when people come into my bar class, I'm like, okay, make sure you grab a yoga mat, a light set of weights between one and three pounds. If we're using a chair instead of a ballet bar, go grab yourself a chair, that kind of thing. Because people want to know, like you also, I think it's really embarrassing if a class starts and then you realize you don't have the right equipment. And especially if you're in the front or something, and then you have to go like walk in front of everyone and be like, oh, got to go get my equipment because I didn't know what I needed. It's kind of embarrassing, so especially if it's your first time. So making sure that everyone feels prepared. So even as you introduce yourself, it's a good thing to mention, hey, just to make sure that everyone has what they need before we start class and listing out all those things. Also, as you introduce yourself, introduce your name, introduce what the format is, how long you're going to be there. And also, I always like to give a brief summary of what the kind of classes I teach, especially if it's not a common format that you typically take because for example bar a lot of people that come in don't know what it is so it's really important for me to explain to them what this class is going to be so they can kind of have an idea of what's to come to head so i always say that and then also just reinforce because it's it's important that you make sure you say this reinforce to people this is your body and your workout so do what's best for you throughout today's workout I'll be providing lots of options, but know that you're welcome to take any of the options that I provide. And if there's an option that I'm not providing that you typically take, especially if I'm subbing the class that day, I like to mention that if there's something you would typically do and your instructor is typically here, you're welcome to do that because people need that freedom to know if something is painful or if something doesn't feel good, that they can do something else. And so it's really important to make sure people know that because if you don't say that, Someone's going to be trying to do the hardest option with you the entire time. So make sure that they know that. And it just kind of lets your guard down because it's like, okay, I can do what I need to do. And it's okay. So if I need to stop mid-set, it's okay. So just that kind of thing of encouraging people where they are at. So yeah, that's basically for the most part, everything I would say beforehand. The only other thing I would say beforehand is I would really just encourage you please prep for your classes beforehand. There is nothing worse than when I've gone into a class and I can tell that the instructor is putting together their songs and their tracks last minute and they have not put thought into that workout because I will tell you, people are coming to a group fitness class because they see you as the expert. Whether you are an expert in the format or not, you are their expert that they're going to for advice. So if you're going in and people are seeing, okay, what are we going to do today? okay, let's do this song for glutes and let's do this song for this. And okay, I'm kind of feeling lunges today. Let's do lunges. No, prepare that all beforehand because one, that's taking away from the time that you could be spending talking with all your participants. But two, it just is unprofessional in my opinion. And also if people are taking the time to come out to your class, they expect it to be prepared beforehand. And I will say that's one thing as instructors, a lot of times we don't get paid for our prep time. So that is something that kind of stinks a little bit being an instructor because it takes a lot of time to prep classes. However, I will say the longer you've taught a format, the easier it is to prep classes and less time it takes before you do it. So honestly, 
I would say like my bar class, I can prep a bar class in 10 minutes. And if I've done all of the tracks before, I'm good. If I, However, I will say if there's something new that I'm adding into my class, if it's a new song and new exercise, new workout, whatever, even if it's the same movement I've always done, even if it's just arabesques again that I've always done in a new song, I still would do it again beforehand. And here's why. Because I don't believe that you should give people a workout that you have not done already yourself. And sometimes there's circumstances where you can't help it. Sometimes it's last minute. Sometimes it's out of your control. You don't have the cycle bike at home, that kind of thing. However, it is so important if you're considering people that have come for the first time, you need to be confident in what you're presenting to people. And if you can have that confidence without prepping, it doesn't really matter. You need to be confident and you need to be one step ahead of everyone. And if you haven't practiced what you've done beforehand, you can't be one step ahead of everyone and tell them what's coming up ahead. And that will be getting into that in more of the uh, section of the like middle section of the group fitness class, the work segment. But that's just something that I guess is a before class kind of thing is please prepare your class ahead of time. It is so frustrating to me if I'm sitting at a class and I'm ready for them to start and they're getting together all their stuff it's just very unprofessional and it just it doesn't make you look good as an instructor you want to be prepared and honestly it will make people a little bit frustrated if you're doing things last minute like that if you're going to prepare last minute prepare before you get to the studio prepare before you get to the gym don't do it in front of all of the people because i promise you i have seen this before i have definitely seen this before and so please just don't do it. If you're not, if you're going to take one thing away from this, please prepare ahead of time. Because also too, people can tell when you haven't prepared ahead of time, because if you don't know what you're talking about, people are going to be able to see it. And so please prepare ahead of time. Okay. So next moving into more of the actual class. So I want to talk to you guys about the warm up, but first I think I'm going to go over basically my like three main things that I feel like has been reinforced kind of in my head from just my job at UREC as the program manager, kind of going over stuff for evaluations. Here's the three things that if you're going to, your three key elements that will go into deeper, but three main things you want to make sure that you're providing with your group fitness class. One, you want to make sure that your group fitness class is safe. No one should be getting hurt during your class. And also, if anyone has any injuries already, you don't want them to be further hurting themselves more. So you want to make sure that everyone is safe in your class. Safety should be the number one priority in any exercise program. Because obviously, if you're getting hurt, that's defeating the entire purpose of why you're doing it anyway. It's to keep you healthy. And if you're getting hurt, you're not healthy. So number one, people should be safe. Number two, your class should be fun. It should be a fun experience. People are going to come back if it's fun. A lot of people don't like to work out, but if it's fun, they're going to come back. So they're like, oh, that was actually really fun. I really enjoyed that. And they're going to realize that it maybe wasn't about all the workout, but just the experience that they had with the community that they were working out with, with the fun music, all of the things like that. They need to have fun. And then lastly, it needs to be effective. There's nothing worse than when you leave a gym and you're like, I really don't even feel like I got to work out. Wow, that was really pathetic. People don't like their time wasted. So you want to make sure that your workout is effective. You want to make sure that it is like actually, like people actually felt it. And also like that goes into the quality of it. So that's kind of some of the behind the scenes of prepping for the class that 
you want to make sure you're going over. So I'm just going to kind of quickly overview just a few of the things that I mean by these, and then we're going to get into them deeper as we go. So number one, safe. So you want to make sure that you are providing safety cues throughout your workout. This is one of the biggest things that if someone's going to get feedback from, usually there's four of us that go evaluate the classes. If someone's going to give feedback, usually the number one thing that's said every single time, it's very rare if this isn't said, safety cueing. Safety cues are always talked about in these classes because safety is our number one priority as instructors. We're there to make sure that everyone is staying safe. And so safety cues kind of go in check with like alignment cues. So you want to make sure that you are providing people as much guidance to do each movement safely as possible. So that means you need to get them into the movement well, show them the movement, and then also successfully get them out of the movement and transition to the next movement well, all safely. So for example, some safety cues that I might give for a squat is I would encourage people to sit back deep, but being mindful of their knees. So keeping your knees over your ankles, not extending them farther than your toes to reduce any extra stress in the knees. Also watching out for like shoulders. That can be a big thing for people too. And so kind of thinking of basically what I would think of as you're doing safety cues is you want to make sure that if you're doing a movement, what are some of the things that someone might be doing wrong? And you need to already be one step ahead and correct them. So For example, if someone's doing a deadlift, what is something that they might be doing wrong? Well, they might be like hunched over and kind of rolling over onto their back and adding extra stress in their back. And they're not letting this be as much of a hamstring and glute focus, but they're letting a lot of the pressure come from their back and lifting. And you want to make sure that you're encouraging them to use their legs to keep the bar close to their body, to slowly come up squeezing those hamstrings, squeezing the glutes as you come up and as well as you go down. You want to encourage them to keep a slight bend in their knees so that way they're feeling this in the places that they need to be, not to be locking their knees. Things like that where you're really adding safety in where is needed. So if you're cycling on a cycle bike, your knees are facing forward, that you are pressing down evenly on the pedal, that you are keeping your chest lifted, kind of things like that, you want to make sure that you are keeping people safe. And so I'll get into some of these things a little bit later as I talk about some other specific things, but basically safety cues, very important. If you don't know some safety cues for your format, honestly, turn to Google and kind of be like, what are some safety cues for this movement? You should have something for every movement because there's a likelihood that someone should be might be doing something wrong, and so you want to be one step ahead and make sure they're not. So next, fun. You want to make sure that people are having an enjoyable experience, that it's not too easy or too hard, but that it's just right. Because also, if it's too easy, people aren't going to feel like they're working, and if it's too hard, people are not going to be having fun because they're going to be focusing on how much pain they're in. And sometimes pain is not the same as getting a good workout. Sometimes pain can lead to injury. So that's kind of going along with being safe as well. So you want to make sure this is an enjoyable experience that can come from your attitude, that can come from the movements itself, that can come from the music. There's a lot of things that can come into the class being fun, but you want to make sure that you are 
having a fun experience for them. And so a way to make it not too easy or not too hard is providing a lot of options to increase or decrease intensity throughout the workout. So I've, it's been explained to me before you kind of, if possible for each movement, and sometimes you're just moving so fast, it's hard for every single movement, but trying to, when you can show them the movement, then show them a modification. I like to say, here's an option to it here, or I like to say, here's an option that you can take if this is better for you, showing them the modification. Using the word modification, sometimes people can feel like it has to be the easy option that like they can't do the hard one. So you want to let them know that it's just what's best for them and what feels best for them and that you can still get the same workout in either of the options. It's just whatever works best for your body. So you want to show basically a progression and a regression. So regression, taking it back a little bit, progression, making it a little bit harder. How can you add on a little bit of intensity for people that have been coming for a long time? They probably know how to do all the movements in your class. So how can you make it a little bit more challenging for them? So that way they're still getting a new workout when they come in. And so, like I said, in really focusing on that word options, because you want to say that it's like one isn't better than the other. They're just options for you to take. And then lastly, effective. So you want to focus on the quality of your workout. So this is where that prep is really going to show if you were prepping for your class. So you want to have a good quality workout. It Like, for example, if you show up to a class and you're expecting it to be a full body class and literally all you did was legs, well, you're going to be a little disappointed because it was not what you were hoping for. And so kind of looking at your class format, looking at what people see themselves getting into and making sure that you're meeting what people are expecting to see when they come into that class because that's really important and also just the quality of all of the movements that you are educated about the movements that you're providing people like I said you shouldn't be giving people movements that you've never done before you need to know how to do them because also it's very likely as an exercise professional that you know exercise well enough that even if you don't know it that well you can kind of figure it out going into the class someone who's never exercised before can't do that and they're probably going to do it wrong the first time and so you want to make sure that you are one step ahead of them and kind of have all those options but if you've never done it before you don't have a way to modify for them so kind of looking at that and also the quality of your class one thing i like to focus on is different muscle groups if you're if you maybe you do have a full body workout but it's arms, legs and core. If all of the arms is biceps the entire time but you didn't touch your triceps, you need to like have a little bit more spread out so that way you're focusing on each major muscle group in that area. And so that's kind of my goal each time. Some days it doesn't happen like that. It just depends on what I'm doing. But you also don't want to be like repeating the same movement throughout. You want to add some variety, add some different things. But overall add quality into your workout focus on i would say it's not about quantity of the movements but the quality of them so i used to when i was making a song i'd be like oh one movement in the verse one movement in the chorus one movement in the bridge but honestly depending on what you're doing especially with bar you can do one movement for the whole song and just change that movement and change what you're doing with it throughout the song and kind of just focus in on that one specific thing for the entire song. So I've been doing a lot of that and I feel like that has really helped with that. And so it helps people really grasp the movement to do it well and learn more about it uh, without overwhelming them with a lot of different things.
Also, the accuracy in the name of the movements as you explain them. So please do not say in your in your workout class something along the lines of okay squeeze your arms as you do this movement okay that could be literally anywhere on my arms show them if this is a bicep curl as you bring your arm up to the top squeeze your bicep as you come up slow release down squeezing the bicep as you come up release down if you're doing um if you're doing a shoulder press tell people as they're coming back down squeeze your shoulder blades together and then come up to release then squeeze them together as you come down up to release giving people the accuracy so in the name of the movement first of all so i guess i was kind of saying that in the name of muscle but also in the name of the movement please don't tell people to go up and down we're gonna do this we're gonna do this Give them a name of the movement. Even if you don't have an official name for it, um, please, please just make sure that you are using a name. Even if it's not an official name, just give it a name so that way it has something. Um, if which, Please look to see if it has an official name before you just like rename it yourself. But like, for example, if you're doing... I'm trying to think of like things I've heard in the past when I'm giving these examples and then for some reason they're all blinking as I'm coming to this so that's not helpful but don't just say like what you think it looks like just say the actual name call a bicep curl a bicep curl call a like I used to, used to say like okay bring your arms out to the sides and then come down but it's like that's a lateral raise that's what that's called so using that kind of name instead of just whatever you might call it and also explain the movements well. So please don't just say do the movement, but give them some ways. So if you're doing, um, if you're doing a tricep push-up, keeping your elbows in close to your sides, feeling this in your triceps as you push back up. Um, and you want to make sure that if you're doing this from your knees or on your toes, that you have a straight line in your back, that you aren't that that butt isn't going up in the air but you have a straight line and the same thing if you're on your knees that you are on a diagonal rather than in a straight line but that that butt isn't out so keeping it tucked in so kind of things like that to really give people a guide and how to do those movements rather than just seeing you so directional cueing you want to make sure that you're cueing people in the different directions that you're moving so telling them the right or the left i really like to mirror people because i feel like that's more helpful for them but like letting them know, hey, I'm going to be your mirror. We're all going to go to the left. Because then it kind of shows them that even though this is technically my right, we're all going to the left. And so definitely make sure that you do that um, to kind of, or even if it's not right or left, okay, we're going to turn towards the back wall. Okay, we're going to turn towards the mirrors. We're going to turn towards whatever it might be. So that way it kind of gives people a direction and they can think fast as you're moving. So those are just a few of my random things that I wanted to tell you about. So some other things that like coming into after that. So let's talk about your warm up. So you want to make sure that you're giving an appropriate warm up for your class because if you are just explaining what you're going to do in the class and then you start, their body is not ready to do it. While you showed them all the movements, they haven't done anything up to this point. So you need to make sure that you are doing some sort of version of what they're about to do later engaging the muscles that will be worked but not in, in it as an intense 
way. So for example, if you are going to be doing a weight-based class, maybe an option is warm up with all the same movements, just do it without the, the weights. Or if you're going to be doing something where you're changing the range of motion, where it's smaller, do everything in a full range of motion in the warm-up. Things like that, so that way you're increasing their heart rate, you're getting them ready for the work ahead, and if their body is properly warmed up, that also reduces their risk of injury going into that class, which is really, really important. So you want to make sure that you are doing that. And also make sure that you're warming them up for like a good amount of time, because like you should have at least a song dedicated to the warm up and getting them ready and also not jumping into the hardest track as you start slowly increasing that intensity as you go so that way the body is ready as it goes into each thing so you want to make sure that like i said that intensity level is really like that you have an intensity level for everyone so those options you want to make sure that your exercises are all that they're all like the same thing so you don't want to like contradict there's the word you don't want to contradict what you were talking about before so you don't want to say one thing and then kind of be doing the opposite clear and concise in the way that you're explaining things um you also want to make sure that you are giving positive feedback as the class is going on you want to make sure that you're encouraging people as they go that you're like you guys are doing awesome you can do this we only have a minute left things like that to help people get through because sometimes we can't encourage ourselves we need a little bit of help so that is something definitely to do to help people then talking about music so if you're doing a class that's on the beat please stay with the beat focus on that beat center everything you're doing around the beat sometimes certain movements don't go with certain tempos so looking at the tempo of your music so for example if you're doing like a step class they recommend that somewhere between 128 and i think 130 or 132 beats per minute is a good guideline for those classes so it's kind of staying in that and especially like there's nothing worse than i well i keep saying that but it's it's just not great then when you go into a class that the music just does not fit the vibe so making sure that if it's an upbeat intense class that has upbeat intense music and especially like a yoga class it's supposed to be a chill class so if you have like crazy upbeat music that just doesn't fit the relaxing vibe like you need to make sure your music fits what you're trying to do also make sure that you have an appropriate volume so this is not this is your music volume so make sure that your music is at a volume where people can hear you because it's fun to have the music up high and just be having fun but if people can't hear a word that you're saying they're missing half the class and they're probably doing things wrong because they can't hear anything you've said and i've had that happen to me before where people are like hey you had an awesome class i couldn't hear a thing you said so you're probably saying some great things and i just had no idea what they were and i was like oh great so glad i wasted all of that so and also, like, you don't want to be hurting people's ears. Like, there have been times where I can definitely hear outside of the studio, not even, like, close to where it is, like, inside the gym, well what the class is, or what the music is. And I'm like, that is definitely way too loud for the people in there. I can hear it perfectly out here. So making sure that, also making sure if you have a mic or if you're projecting, that you're speaking at an appropriate volume because you need to have people hear you because, like I said, if they, if they miss half the things that, you're saying they're missing those safety cues and those alignment cues and all of those things we've talked about up to this point are basically useless because people didn't get any of those things so it's really important to 
make sure that you have an appropriate volume on your music and on your sound. And so you want to also like ask people those things too. Ask your class at the beginning, hey, can everyone hear me all right? Like, like, please tell me like, yes, you can hear me well in the back. Like, don't just have people like say, hey, give me a thumbs up if you can hear me because the people in the back are going to be like, oh, everyone's giving her a thumbs up. Let me give her a thumbs up. But make sure that verbally from the people in the back that they can hear you well as well. Also, appropriate song selection. Please make sure that your music is clean. Some studios are fine with that, but it's just more professional if the music you're using in a group fitness class is clean, especially if, you know, depending on the age groups that are in there, like if you have like younger kids that are coming to this class with their parents, it is not appropriate to have basically like music that's just cursing throughout the class. So please make sure that the music you're using is clean and appropriate for a gym setting. Cause like I said, it's just not as professional using songs that are marked as explicit. So please be mindful of that as well. So next technique and form kind of talking about some of those things, you want to make sure that you're showing proper form for all the exercises. So make sure that as you are going through each exercise, that you're able to show the correct way to do it. Because if you're doing it wrong, everyone else is going to do it wrong. And I've definitely embarrassingly had times before that I've definitely showed people a movement and then I learned afterwards that I was doing it like completely wrong. So you want to make sure that you're showing everybody how to do things right because you don't want people to get hurt. That's part of keeping people safe. And also if you just tell people, hey, do this movement and they have no idea how to do it, they need to see you do it to know how to do it correctly. Um, Also, you want to make sure that everybody can see your movements that you're doing as well. So making sure that if you're in a class where everybody kind of sets up their own equipment, make sure people are in windows so they can see you well. Because if people can't see you, then they're only going based off of what they hear. And especially if your music volume is not great, then they can't see or hear you. They have no idea what they're doing. They're just following the person in front of them. So make sure that people can see you and know what's going on. So make sure that your class is easy to follow. You want to make sure that you're giving clear and concise instructions that people know what you're doing. If you're like, okay, you're going to put your arm above your head and then you're going to reach your foot out and then you're going to swing it back and you're going to touch it with your hand. And then like people are going to be like, what in the world is she talking about? What am I supposed to do? So that's where you would say, if you're talking about something like, if I'm giving something similar to what I said before, okay, reach your left hand up above your head. Then from here, you're going to go ahead and bring your right leg out, bringing your left arm to your right knee, rotating out to the side, crunching in that core, then lift to extend the arm and the leg back out, then coming back in for an oblique crunch. So being more specific so people know exactly what you're talking about in that movement. Also, make sure you give people the name because sometimes you can start to explain it, but then once people hear a name, they're like, oh, I know that exercise. I've done that before. Make sure you give them the name. Um, And make sure you're naming the muscles. I think I said this before. Please tell people if you're working your biceps or your triceps or like say glutes, don't say your butt, things like that. And then let's see, I've kind of gone over some of these things already it kind of just went random at the beginning so yeah i would make sure you give people an opportunity to take a water break in their classes because that's something i've noticed before too if the instructor does not tell them to take a water break there's some people who will not take a water break at all during class so it's really important that you tell them hey you can take a drink of water in between this next song anything you need to do and as i explain this like the next movements that we have before we get right into it 
because you need to make sure that people are staying hydrated as they're sweating a lot during class. And then also provide some educational opportunities throughout the class. Make sure that you are teaching people why these movements are important. So for example, if you are doing, let's say like a bend and lift movement. So let's say that you are squatting down, acting like you're like, like squatting down, touching the ground, and then shoulder press above your head, something along those lines, right? So if thinking of a functional movement, well, that would help you because if you were picking something heavy up off the floor and having to lift it up to a high shelf, that is helpful for you in your everyday life. So kind of relating it back to the everyday things that you do, what this movement is going to help you do better in the future. And then also educational opportunities, teach people how to do these movements well so they can do them on their own outside of your workouts. Because I think that's the biggest tool we have as instructors is because we've learned so much about all these things, we can teach others about these different exercises and these different movements and why they're good for you and why they should practice them on their own because we have that knowledge. So let's share that with people rather than just keeping it to ourselves because it's really important to share that with them. And then, yeah, I feel like that's basically a lot of the main things that I would say. It's just a few other random things that I'm thinking of are kind of a connection with the class. So one thing I love is I love when I have an instructor that's like, hey, Mackenzie, I see you're doing an awesome job right now. That's great. Um, and then maybe you're calling out somebody else. Hey, Emma, awesome job with those push-ups. You're doing awesome. Kind of calling different people out during class, giving them compliments because it makes them feel good. But then also people are like, oh, wow, that person is doing really good. And kind of trying to see if you can acknowledge a bunch of different people. I really loved, there's an instructor that I got to go evaluate her class and it was a small boot camp class. I think there was like maybe eight people in there, but she did an awesome job throughout the class of acknowledging everyone doing something well at a different point in class. And I just think that's really important because it shows that connection. Also using their name shows that you know who's there and like that you know who they are and that you are valuing them being there and what they're doing, but you're showing them that like you see what they're doing and it's, they're doing a good job because that's also going to make them want to come back. And so that's the biggest thing is a group fitness instructors. We want to help people help people have positive exercise experiences. And so that's a really, really awesome thing that we get the chance to help people with. So lastly, let's just talk about the cool down. So you want to make sure you're finishing your class on time. So even if you started late, don't make up for the time on the back end. People have other commitments that they're getting to. If your class is 5.30 to 6.15, they might have something at 6.30 that they have to get to. And so if you went over to 6.20, now they have 10 minutes to get to their thing that they had at 6.30. And maybe they're going to be late to that because you let their class out late. So keep to the expectation that people are going to have. Don't go over. And make sure you're finishing on time. Make sure that you're giving people an appropriate cool down. So please make sure that you are giving people, so for example, if you didn't work arms at all in your class, please don't do a shoulder stretch or a tricep stretch or anything like that. Keep the stretches. I like to, as I'm doing my cool down, I like to think of all the movements we did in that class. So like in my bar class, okay, we did second position and we did a lot of pulses. So that kind of 
gets into my inner thighs. Okay, what's something that stretches my inner thighs? Let's do a butterfly pose because that's a really good inner thigh release. And then also, oh, we did arabesques today too. So let's make sure that we do either some sort of figure four stretch or like a pigeon pose because that'll be really good to help people stretch that out. Kind of thinking through all the things you did so that way you can help people stretch out what they use because that's the whole point of the cool down is to stretch out the muscles you use. And the same with the warm up. You're preparing the muscles that you're working in that part of the class for the work ahead. So you want to make sure that you're doing that. And then make sure that you are the last person to leave after the class ends because you don't want to be leaving before all the other people are leaving. Like you want to, it looks more professional if you're cleaning up and everything after they leave. Don't immediately be like, okay, bye everybody. See you next week. And then start cleaning everything up. Talk to people at the end of class and tell people they did a great job. Invite them back next week. And after they are all leaving, then you can go wipe down your equipment and put it back and everything like that. But you don't want to be doing all that because then it kind of looks like you're rushing them out and you're rushing off to your next thing, but you want to value that they were there and make that time to create that connection with them, especially if you didn't get to talk to them at the beginning of the class. And then you want to make sure you set everything up right for the next class or put everything away or all of that kind of thing, um, tidy up the room and all of those things. And yeah, that's pretty much for the most part everything that I have of the essential elements for group fitness classes. But yeah, so I just kind of wanted to go over that because I feel like it's a helpful guide kind of from start to finish of no matter what format you're teaching, some important things to make sure that you're giving your class and giving the people that are coming so that way they have a good experience. Because I definitely have had some times where I've gone to classes since knowing all these things and I'm like, oh gosh, they're not doing this. They're not doing this. And I'm like, okay, Mackenzie, you're just here for the experience. You're not here to like evaluate their class so just to give those helpful tips out there because i know that they helped me and i just want to help you guys with all of these too so i'm gonna go ahead and roll up my yoga mat and i'll see you guys back just one last little note for all of you before we close out today's podcast if this episode meant something to you or you think it can mean something to someone else close to you if you would share this episode with somebody if you would share it with a friend if you would share it to someone who maybe could use an episode like this it would mean so much to me and if you enjoy this podcast and if you listen regularly if you could like and follow the podcast whether you're on spotify or on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen if you could follow and like that would mean so much and also if you're able to rate and review the podcast that's how people find out about what we are doing here on mckinsey's mat because right now we just have the yoga mats of people who know but we would love for more people who maybe don't know about what's happening on the podcast to hear about what we do here so that's all that i have for you guys now we'll actually roll up the yoga mat this week that's all from me today i'm gonna go ahead and roll up my mat and until next time when we hop on our mats together from my mat to yours this is Mackenzie's mat